So this morning, I, I want to share really about uh, the, my call to come up higher. And this, this really is the, the call of my life, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the call to the higher life in Christ, and the, you know, the call of my ministry. I, I especially uh, asked uh, uh, the worship team to share as their final song today, Knowing You, Jesus Knowing You, because that, that song is, is really a song of my life. And the song of my ministry is, is knowing him. It was uh, uh, when I had cancer uh, back in 2007. That was one of the key songs that got me through. That I, I sang over and over again. You know, whatever happens, Lord, knowing you, there is no greater thing. And, the, and another song that really got me through was another one we sang this morning, although I didn't ask for it, was In Christ Alone. It was two days after I was diagnosed with cancer, and I didn't know if I was going to live or die, uh, that uh, the worship team sang in Christ alone, and that last verse says, uh, no fear in death. And it says that from uh, life's first cry to final breath, in Christ alone I stand. And until uh, he comes or takes me home, in Christ alone I stand. And I stood upon that. And that was uh, uh, the strength and the life that the, uh, it was in Christ that was going to stand in Him. So thank you for sharing that song as well this morning, worship team. That was very special to me as well. Uh, you know, my heart's just filled uh, when I hear that. And so the, the main scripture that I want to go to this morning uh, is Philippians chapter 3. Uh, and interestingly enough, I don't know if I had said uh, uh, you, you shared this this scripture uh, a month ago uh, when when I was here for uh, uh, house hunting, and um, uh, I don't know if I had shared with you that this is my life scripture. Did you know that when you did? Yeah, did you did did know that? Yeah, yeah. This is my life scripture. Uh, yeah, my name is Paul, so the Apostle Paul has always been very special to me. Uh, and Philippians especially, and Ephesians especially, has been very special to me. Uh, but this passage of Scripture, uh, uh, Philippians chapter 3, starting with verse 7, But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted loss for the sake of Christ. Whatever we might gain in life, those things we count as loss for Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Count all but lost, but to know Him, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish, that I might gain Christ, that I might be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own, derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith, and particularly now these next four verses, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings, being conformed to His death in order that I might attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on that I might lay hold of that for which I was laid hold of 
by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I don't regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's the call to the higher life. That's the call to something more in Christ Jesus. The, uh, the higher life is what God has really put on my heart. Uh, and In fact, one of my mentors had said to me that uh, you, you are an apostle of the higher life. To bring that message of the higher life to, to people. Uh, and uh, that that's really my heart and my call. And uh, But what is, what is this higher life? Uh, just, to, uh, just to look at many of the ways that this higher life is expressed. Uh, there's many scriptures that deal with it. I'll only be sharing two or three with you today. But the abundant life in John 10.10, 10, resurrection life, uh, Philippians 3.10, uh, kingdom life, uh, seeking first the kingdom of God in Matthew uh, uh, 6.33. Seeking the things above, the higher things, Colossians 3, uh, and many other scriptures that, that I could use. Psalm 84, Psalm 63, uh, uh, Psalm uh, 91, and so many other scriptures talk about that, that higher, the deeper life, the secret place of the Most High, the holiest of holies, and all of this. But the, uh, uh, the, uh, where the term the higher Christian life really came from was from this book. The Higher Christian Life by William Boardman, who was a Presbyterian minister who wrote the book in 1858. 1858, he wrote this book. And it's basically about the, 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 the higher life in Christ, the uh, baptism in the Spirit, and the, uh, the greater life that, that, that God has for us. And this book impacted A.B. Simpson, the founder of the Christian Missionary Alliance. And the whole... Christian Missionary Alliance, of which Maple Ridge Community Church is a part, is founded on this, the higher Christian life. Founded on this book, founded on this theme, founded on this message. The fourfold gospel of uh, Jesus Christ as Savior, Sanctifier, Healer, and Coming King that we have up there. It's all based on this, the higher Christian life. This is the foundation. This is the, uh, this is the basis. And, and uh, so this is just one way that uh, uh, it was expressed. It was also called Throne Life by A.B. Simpson and by others. And there was an actual book by George Peck, who was one of the early vice presidents of the Alliance. It was called Throne Life. That was the name of it. And we'll explain that a little bit more as, as, as we go forward. A.W. A, uh, a. Tozer, The Pursuit of God. Any of you ever read The Pursuit of God? That book has been probably the most influential in my life apart from the Bible. I've read that book at least ten times. Uh, and each time that I read it, I am challenged to pursue God more. Uh, it's not an easy reading book. It's something you've got to meditate on as, as you're reading it. But it, it challenges our hearts. But that's, that's really where my heart is. Uh, the Believer's Authority, John McMillan, was, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people think, you know, this concept of the Believer Authority comes from Word of Faith people. It doesn't. It comes from the Alliance. John McMillan was an Alliance missionary, China and the Philippines, uh, pioneer in spiritual warfare. And the whole idea of the, the believer's authority comes from the higher Christian life. Uh, and so 
uh, my utmost from his highest, Oswald Chambers. Any of you ever read his devotional, My Utmost to His Highest? It's another one I've read several times through. Uh, because that it's all about the higher life, giving our utmost for His highest. Uh, that's, that's what it's all about. Uh, kingdom life, John Weber talked about it, but it comes from the Bible. Destined for the throne, Paul Bilheimer. Any of you ever read Paul Bilheimer? Nope, not familiar with him. He was a Wesleyan holiness writer, actually from Indiana. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, back in, you know, he died, I think, in 1984, something like that. But uh, he had radio programs, he had a Bible college and, and all of this. Uh, but he wrote a book called Destined for the Throne. Uh, and and uh, it's a book on prayer and, and, and living that life of prayer. Uh, and then uh, Hind's Feet in Hind Pla- High Places, Hannah Hernard. Any of you ever read that? It's kind of an allegory of, of the Christian life. Uh, that's another one that expresses that as well. Uh, C.S. Lewis in the Chronicles of Narnia. Ever read The Last Battle? In the Chron- Anybody read The Last Battle, Chronicles of Narnia? Yeah. The Last Battle is talking you know, about the end times and about the second coming of Christ. Uh, very symbolically, Aslan's the lion that represents Christ and all of that. But uh, it talks about the heavenly life is further in and further up. Further in and further up. Uh, that's uh, all about that heavenly life. Andrew Murray. Uh, anybody ever read Andrew Murray? Andrew Murray. Uh, Andrew Murray wrote so many different books uh, uh, on the higher life. Uh, and uh, uh, he said that it's the power of the endless life, or life in the holiest, uh, is what he called it. Uh, the Puritans. Uh, anybody ever read Puritans and many Puritan writers? I never read Puritans until just a few years ago. I, you know, I thought they were too Puritan. <laughs> I thought they were too stuffy or something. I thought, you know, I found out really they're alive. They uh, they have uh, so much richness in them. The Puritans would talk about Satan under your feet. Thomas Watson, the, the Puritan, would say, "This is the most noble life." Uh, and uh, uh, then there's Watchman Nee. Anybody ever read Watchman Nee? <laughs> I think Paula up there has got her hand up on most everything. There. So, uh, Watchman Nee uh, again uh, uh, was uh, his uh, his father-in-law was an alliance uh, Native Alliance pastor in China, uh, and uh, Watchman Nee wrote many books and uh, one called The Normal Christian Life. It's about the higher life. Uh, he wrote uh, uh, Sit Walk Stand, uh, which is uh, about the higher life in Ephesians. Uh, and, and so there's just many expressions of that. Uh, so this kind of gives you a, a background idea that this is not something new. It's, and it's, many different names are put to it. Uh, we could call it, uh, J. Hudson Taylor called it the exchange life. Other people call it the deeper life. It's all the same, but it's the, it's the, the call to come up higher. And so I wrote a book called Come Up Higher uh, that deals with, with that, uh, that whole message. So... What is the biblical basis uh, in all of this? Well, we go to uh, the, uh, our text in, uh, uh, in Philippians chapter 3. And, and let's just look at this uh, closely. And looking particularly at verses 10 and following. Paul is writing from prison. He's, he's in a prison when he's writing to the Philippians as well as when he's writing to the Ephesians. And you wouldn't think that he would be talking about a higher life when you're in prison. 
But here he is, he's in prison, and he's talking about uh, joy, and Philippians is the book of joy, and it's the book of fellowship and communion, and and he's talking about this, this calling upward. And he says, that I may know him. That I may know him. Where's he getting this from? He, he, he's taking this as he, he, he's, he's paraphrasing Hosea chapter 6 and verse 3, which says, So let us know, let us press on to know the Lord, Hosea says. His going forth is as certain as the dawn, and he will come to us like the rain, like the spring rain, watering the earth. And so he's recalling what Hosea says, and, and, and Hosea is dealing with the uh, issues with Israel and, and, and falling away from God and, and torn away and they're being uh, healed and, and brought back. And he says, let us know, let us press on to know. And the Hebrew word for know there is the word to know intimately. To know by experience, to know by acquaintance. It's the word that's used of sexual intimacy as well as as spiritual intimacy, to know him intimately. To know him, not with our minds, to know him by experience with our hearts that we really know him. And so so Paul says that, that I might know him. But didn't Paul already know Jesus? He's writing this 25 years after he had become a Christian. And didn't he know Jesus in those 25 years? Uh, he had had this Damascus Road experience in, in which uh, he, he is blinded by the light of Christ. And he hears the voice of Christ. He's blinded by the light and, and, and he hears Jesus speaking to him. And he has this uh, great experience and then he's healed three days later and filled with the Spirit. And, and, uh, uh, and, and didn't he know Jesus? And yet he says, that I may know him. And then, he, years later, he says, uh, he was caught up to the third heaven and had all of these experiences of, uh, of uh, knowing things uh, about Jesus and, and, and seeing the heavenly things and, and to the point at which he says, I, I can't even talk about them. And yet he says, and five years later, he's saying that I may know him. You want to know him more. So no matter how much we know Jesus, no matter what our experience has been, no matter how long or short we've been a Christian, there's always something more to know of Jesus. There's an old hymn, more about Jesus would I know. More, more. There's always something more about Jesus. So uh, we, we can't say that, that, that that's the end. There's more of Jesus. And then he says that I might know the power of his resurrection. That I might know his resurrection power. Didn't he know the resurrection power of Jesus? He himself had been healed of of, of the blindness. He had experienced the uh, power of the resurrection in his own being filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit. Uh, He had the power operating in his life. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. He uh, even raised the dead. He knew something about the power of the resurrection. 
and, and he even to the point that he was stoned to the point of death, and he got up and he walked 20 miles the next day. Well, that takes some resurrection power. Uh, he knew something about the resurrection and the power. And yet, he says, that I might know the power of his resurrection. And he had all of these things going on in his life. He saw visions. He had dreams. He had uh, miracles. He said he, he said he spoke in tongues more than anybody else. And yet he says, I want to know more of the power of his resurrection. See, no matter where we are in our ex Christian experience, there's always something more of the power of his resurrection to experience than what we have already experienced. And then comes the third part, which we, don't, we, we might want to skip over that that I might know the fellowship of his sufferings. Oh, we don't like to hear that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we want the power of his resurrection. We want that abundant life. But fellowship of his sufferings? Uh, you know, there's, there's some teaching out there that says, well, Jesus suffered so we don't have to suffer. Well, that's just not quite true. First <laughs> uh, Peter says he suffered to give us an example of how to suffer. And, and so part of the higher life we can see is the lower life of suffering. And sometimes we, we don't think of that as being the higher life. You know, we want to talk about the excitement, the great things, the beautiful things, all the miracles and the blessings and all of that, but a key to the higher life is the lower life. That I may share in his sufferings, being conformed to his death, that I might somehow attain to the resurrection of the dead. And the word resurrection from the dead is a different Greek word than the first power of the resurrection because it's talking about attaining to the resurrection of the dead, not physically in sweet by and by when we die and Christ returns, but it's talking about attaining to the resurrection life here and now. And so the way that we attain to that resurrection life is through death to ourselves. We want resurrection life. We want the abundant life. We want the exciting higher life. But you can't have a resurrection without a death. And so we got to die to ourselves in order to experience this higher life, this resurrection life. And so that's the part we want to skip over. That's the part we, we don't want to have anything to do with. But that is part of the higher life is Dying to ourself, the, the old writers called it the cross life, or the crucified life. The fellowship of his sufferings is, is the going, it's going through the sufferings of our life that build the character within us. Romans 5 uh, tells us that uh, we rejoice in tribulation because tribulation works perseverance and perseverance works proof in character. And so it's through the sufferings of life that, that we gain the character within our life that he wants to build his, his character within us. And so uh, that is part and parcel of what it means to, to experience that higher life, is to go to the depths before we can go to the heights. And then Paul goes on, he says, I press on that I may lay hold of that for which I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. I press on, I press on, I press on. Now that word... Press on is a word that can be translated in two different ways. It can mean to press on or to pursue, 
and then we we get uh, AB, or A. W. Tozer gets his book Pursuit of God from this. But the word also can be translated persecute. It's the same Greek word, but it can be translated as persecute or pursue. It's the idea of intensity. And and so, uh, and it depends on the context. You know, we don't say I I persecute on, obviously here. But when when he says, uh, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, it's the same Greek word. Blessed are those who have been intensely uh, touched in their lives, in a negative sense. But here is in the positive sense. I'm pressing on. I'm giving it all I've got to the point that it's, it, it, um, you know, it's almost to the point of, of that intensity. That I might lay hold of that, that I might grab onto that, I might grasp that for which I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Christ grabbed me, and I want to grab a hold of Him. You know, there was a, there, there's an old gospel song. You know, let's go back in the 50s, I think. Something got a hold of me, praise God. Something got a hold of me. I went there that night. I went there to fight. But God got a hold of me. There's something. God got a hold of us. He grabbed a hold of us. He, he rescued us and he, he grabbed a hold of us in order that we might experience his uh, wonderful life. Uh, and so it's it's coming to that place in our lives where we're grabbing hold of what he has grabbed hold of for us for. And forgetting what lies behind. Forgetting what lies behind. Putting the past behind. Putting the past behind. Because you cannot move forward as long as you're looking backward. You ever try to walk backward? You can't see where you're going. If you're looking backward, you can't see where you're going. And so whether it's the good things of the past, oh, those were the days. Or looking back to, oh, those were terrible days in the past and how are we ever going to get past them? We forget what lies behind. And the interesting thing is that to forget doesn't mean to have amnesia. Uh, It's it's not, say, erasing it from our mind. But the word forget literally means that it no longer matters anymore. It no longer hurts. Yes, there may be scars left, but the scars never hurt anymore. You know, it's like when I had cancer, I had some times of terrible pain that, you know, it was just driving me up the wall. And I can remember... That having that time, but I cannot remember what the pain is like. And so the pain is gone. You know, I can remember, you know, just feeling like I was crawling up the wall. But I cannot remember the pain. And so that's really what it means to forget what lies behind us, is that it no, the past no longer matters anymore. I'm putting it away. I'm putting it behind. And so, uh, again, it, it's it's... It's not forgetting, putting it out of the mind, but it's putting it past. So that it no longer hurts. Or that it no longer, we're no longer looking backward. Because if we look backward, we become like Lot's wife, looking backward. And we become frozen, like a pillar of salt. 
And so we forget what lies behind and we reach forward, literally to strain forward, to reach forward as far as we can. Strain forward to what lies ahead. We're straining forward to lies ahead. Now, you know, as... uh, as Sig was sharing a month ago, you know, in, in new wineskins and, you know, changes, nobody likes change. Uh, and, and uh, you know, and, and to, to, to one person, you know, an inch of change is like a mile of change. <laughs> uh, and to another person, a mile of change is only an inch of change. Uh, so, you know, nobody likes change. Uh, and so, you know, this whole thing of me coming and all is, you know, to, is turmoil both for you and for me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is a big change for us after having lived in the same house for 23 years. And boy, this past month has really been painful. You don't know how many times in this past month I said, what am I doing this for? <laughs> uh, because, uh, you know, just cleaning out our house and t- trying to figure out what we're going to take and not take and, and, and trying to figure out what, uh, uh, and well, looking at all the memories, uh, you, you know, Twenty-some years of memories, and you know, like Kathy finds Chris's journal when he was seven years old, <laughs> you know, like that. And you know, there's all the tears and all memories and all of these things. Uh, you know, one, one of the beautiful things though about our moving is that our daughter and son-in-law are buying our house back in, uh, back there, so we'll still have a home to go back to. Hopefully, the lives back in us. <laughs> but uh, you, you know, all those the memories will still be there. Uh, but that, that's part of it is, is then reaching forward to what lies ahead. It is, you know, putting the past behind and then straining forward to what lies ahead with anticipation. Not with fear, but with anticipation, reaching forward. I press on, again, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It's that upward call, it's the high call. The, the Greek word there means to, to, to go higher, to be upward. So that's the call to come up higher. The upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And this is a theme that, that Paul uh, repeats uh, over and over again uh, in one way or another. And uh, I like the way that C.S. Lewis expresses it in, in his um, uh, uh, The Last Battle. And uh, and uh, the, they're coming into this this heavenly life, and they say, "I have come home at last. This is my real country. I belong here. This is the land I have been looking for all my life, although I never knew it until now. Come up further. Come further up. Come further in. That's what the call is to us. The higher call, the upward call, is further up, further in, further up, further in. There's always something more that God." It is calling us to further up and further in. It's that upward call to a to a higher life. Uh, it's uh, and then we go to this. Uh, th- it explains this in Ephesians chapter one. Uh, Paul also wrote Ephesians in uh, the while he was in prison. And uh, there's so much in Ephesians. Uh, Ephesians is the is the book of the higher life. In fact, uh, as, you're, as you're turning to uh, Ephesians, let me just uh, uh, share this uh, uh, share this with you here, just to see see how much the higher life was was really a part of uh, the ministry of A. B. Simpson. This 
A.B. Simpson wrote a book on Ephesians called The Highest Christian Life. Okay? Then he wrote a book on the higher life called The Land of Promise. Living the Promised Land. The Christian's Inheritance. He wrote another book called A Larger Christian Life. He wrote a book called The, the Christ Life. Uh, he wrote another one called In Heavenly Places. He wrote a devotional called Days of Heaven on Earth. These are all about the, the, the higher life in, in Christ Jesus. And, and, and so that's, uh, this passage in, in, in Ephesians that has to do with that higher life, uh, first of all, in, in Ephesians chapter uh, 1, uh, starting to read at verse 15, for this reason... Uh, I having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus which exists among you and your love for all the saints, I do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the full knowledge of him. And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know, there is again know, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, that upward call of God in Christ Jesus, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us, literally into us who believe. These are in accordance with the, the working, the energizing uh, of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. And then over to chapter 2 and verse 5 and 6. 4, 5, and 6. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, he made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is the higher life, to be seated with Christ in the heavenly realms, in the heavenly places. That Christ is seated at the right hand of God on the throne of God. We are seated together with him. So where are we seated? We're seated on the throne of God with him in heavenly places. This is why A.B. Simpson, Beck, and others called it throne life. Life on the throne of God. Uh, life in, in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And that's where we find our authority as believers in, in Christ, is being seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And uh, uh, then we, uh, we also see that Paul talks about this in Colossians. Uh, chapter 1 and verse 13. And he wrote Colossians at the same time while he's in prison. Uh, so Colossians says, For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. He rescued us from darkness, transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. Now, you, another secret you have to know about me that you have to put up with is I'm a Trekkie. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I, uh, I I love Star Trek. I love sci-fi and all that. So I, uh, you know, uh, that's the uh, I, I'm a Trekkie fan. So uh, the um, it, it this this word transferred us from darkness. It is a word that 
that, that literally means to, to transfer upward over. And so it's, again, it's the higher life. And it's like, beam me up, Scotty. And we're beamed up from the domain of darkness to a higher life in Christ. In fact, I, I've made a whole track brochure on this. And they use this, uh, it, you know, uh, the church that I founded in, in uh, Tulsa Higher Life Fellowship uh, uh, was all around this theme. And so this, this track says, are you searching for something more? Are you looking for a better way of life than you are now living? Do you sense there's something missing? Do you feel like you're in a pit? Is your life going nowhere? Be encouraged. There is a higher life. Uh, and uh, then, uh, then I have, beam me up, Scotty, <laughs> here. The Bible says that God has delivered us from the domain of darkness, transferred to the kingdom of his beloved son. So in Star Trek language, when we believe in Jesus, God beams us up into life in the heavenly realms. Uh, and uh, uh, when we're saved from sin, we are, enter a higher dimension of life, a heavenly life, life in all of its fullness. And then so we talk about how to experience that higher life, what it is, how we can experience by acknowledging we've missed it, uh, by believing in Jesus, uh, committing our, our life to Jesus, giving thanks and going onward and upward. And, and so it, it's, the, it's all about uh, going higher in, in, in Jesus. And, and so that's, uh, we're, we're transferred, beamed up to a higher life in Christ. We also see this in, in, in Colossians 3. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above. See, this is something Paul keeps on repeating over and over again, like a broken record, only says it in different ways. If you have been raised, keep seeking, keep seeking, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hid with Christ and God. There's so much, uh, so much more there. Uh, the early church father, Chrysostom, did a commentary on Ephesians, and, and he said of this, He has raised us up to a vast height and installed us on that throne. If a diadem, a crown of gold, was placed on our head, would we not do everything that would seem worthy? Conceive for yourself the royal throne. Conceive of the excess of the honor. This is what God is calling us to, this this higher life in Christ. That's what it, uh, there's, the, he's calling us to something more, something higher. He's calling us to go up higher in Him. Uh, the, uh, uh, we are called, as A.B. Simpson says, to, to experience our throne rights and our privileges. A.B. Simpson says, How rich our inheritance as children of the King, how infinite our resources, how glorious uh, our prospects, how we should dwell on high above all low and groveling things and bear the dignity of princes of heaven. How unworthy to be living a life of discontent, strife, and misery, for all things are yours. That's what he's calling us to in this higher life. John McMillan talks about this in the authority of the believer. The believer can assert in prayer the power of the ascended Lord, the believer's throne union with him, where in faith the obedient saint claims his throne rights in Christ, boldly asserts his authority, the powers of the air will recognize and obey. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm kind of giving you the shotgun effect here, the, you know, the overview of what, what the, this, is, this is all about. Uh, Andrew Murray talks about this in, in his writings as well. Here, to, in the throne room, is where the soul mounts up as an eagle's wings. The strength is renewed. The blessing, the power, the love are imparted. 
with which God's priests can go out to bless a dying world. Uh, Here each day we may experience the fresh anointing in virtue of which we can go out to be the bearers, witnesses, and channels of God's salvation to men, the living instruments through whom our blessed King works out his full and final triumph. Oh Jesus, our great high priest, let this be our life. Let that be our prayer. Let that be our life. That's our desire. It was Charles Spurgeon. See, we have this from all different backgrounds. Here's a Baptist, Charles Spurgeon says, no matter what level of spiritual maturity we are on, we need renewed appearances, fresh manifestations, new visitations from on high. Or Oswald Chambers says, God will continually say to you, friend, come up even higher. So wherever, and and he was a Baptist too. So Baptists are called up higher too. (laughs) So whatever background. But this is really the message in the ministry of Maple Ridge Community Church, calling people to a higher life in Christ. We're calling them to something more. Ephesians three seventeen to 19 says, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know, again to know, the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, to know that which is unknowable, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. The breadth, length, height, and depth. And we can relate that to the maple tree. Of the the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth. That this is the all the areas that God wants us to do. So taking that and finally looking at the mission statement over here. To be a community of believers through G- with Jesus Christ reveals Himself locally, nationally, internationally by transforming people's lives, equipping them for life and leadership and service and reviving His church. This is the message of the higher life, to know Him. To know Him. To be a community of believers which Jesus Christ reveals Himself. And to press on to the higher calling, not just in our own personal lives, but for the church, for the community, locally, internationally, nationally, internationally, to press on and to lead others into that higher life. And to, to know the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, attained to the resurrection of the dead. This all involves transforming people's lives equipping them for life and leadership and service and reviving his church. It's all wrapped up together. This is what we are called to in Christ Jesus. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Amen. So as Charles Spurgeon says, what, what fully enchants you to remain in a pit when you can sit on a throne? Do not live in the lowlands of bondage now that mountain liberty is conferred upon you. Do not be satisfied any longer with your tiny attainments, but press forward to things more sublime and heavenly. Aspire to a higher, a nobler, a fuller life. Upward to heaven, nearer to God. That's what God is calling us to at Maple Ridge Community Church, to a higher life in Christ. And so I'd like us to pray that personally, personally that prayer of Paul in in. in uh, uh, Ephesians 1. So let's just, let's just pray this together. I pray that the eyes of my heart may be enlightened 
so that I will know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in me, your saints, and what is the surpassing power of power in me who believes. Let that be our prayer throughout this week. Just pray that prayer throughout this week. Lord, open the eyes of my heart. Now, I want to close, and we'll go into communion here in just a moment. I want to close with an old hymn of the higher life. It's in the old Alliance hymnals. I don't know if you know it or not. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand. By faith on heaven's table land. A higher plane that I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. How many of you know that? Okay, a few hands up. Well, now that you've all sung it, you all know it now. <laughs> so we can sing the second verse. And my heart has no desire to stay Where doubts arise and fears dismay Though some may dwell where these abound Lord, plant my feet on higher ground Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane that I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I want to live above the world, though Satan's darts at me are hurled. For faith has caught the joyful sound. The song of saints on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land. A higher plane that I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I want to scale the utmost height. And catch a gleam of glory bright. But still I'll pray till heaven I've found. Lord, lead me on to higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand. By faith on heaven's table land. A higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Can I hear an amen? Amen. 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 That's good. That's good. And you know, as we go into communion this morning, communion is a higher life experience. Communion is an experience of, of coming into the presence of Jesus in a very special way. And it was those Puritans that, that, that talked about that. The Tom, Puritan Thomas Brooks said, Communion is Jacob's ladder, where you have Christ sweetly descending down into the soul, and the soul by divine influences sweetly ascending up to Christ. Another Puritan, Thomas Watson, says, Christ's blood has an elevating power. Communion is a repository and storehouse of celestial blessings, 
All the sweet delicacies of heaven are served at this feast. And so there's so much in communion. And uh, it, communion is very special to me. It's not a ritual. It's not a tradition. Uh, it, it, it's, it's living life of Christ. So encourage us to come to the table of the Lord this morning with that in mind.